guys. Welcome back. I've got another really great episode for you this week. I'm joined with Samuel Aremu, and you might recognize him from a show called SAS Who Dares Wins. But we don't actually end up talking about that at all. Instead, today we're going to talk about purpose and passion. And we also talk about Sam's backstory, what made him the man he is today, and really about kind of drive and determination. And we also have quite a bit of a giggle. As always, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and follow the podcast by subscribing. And if you have a sec today, please take a moment just to give us a rating it really helps to get our podcast out in front of people who might want to listen to these interviews and I mean I might be biased but we've had some great guests on so far so without further ado I'm going to introduce you to Sam yeah so hi (laughs) hello 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 how are you doing I'm I'm all good. So where are you now? So I'm at home actually. I'm at home. I had to create um, some kind of like I had to find a good wall that I could just position my table next to. But it's yeah. like quite, quite a dark um, wall. It's actually like nice blue, but it's quite dark on the camera. It looks the same color as my. I, we've got like one feature wall in our lounge, which I'm in at the moment, yeah. and it looks a very similar blue. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name, but it's like it's nice. It looks rich. Yeah, it looks rich. Yeah, yeah. Is that the aesthetic you go for in your house? No, no, no. I meant like, <laughs> no. You know what I meant? Like rich, like um, you know, like a rich blue, not like a rich. Oh right, like, okay. Rich. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm thought... very. <laughs> no, I'm very different from that. As oh. I like to keep a lower profile. Okay, so you don't want people to walk into your house and be like, wow, this guy's rich. Look at the yeah, colour on this wall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this to just be chilled and relaxed and just enjoy the environment. Yeah, exactly. Well, you must have quite a busy household because you've got a little girl, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's busy in terms of she's very active. Yeah. But it's not like, it's not like busy, like crazy, crazy busy. It's not like people coming in and out that kind of busy. Yeah, it's just so she's very active, so you know, it's like you try to be productive, doesn't happen. Yeah, I have no, to try and get all of my work done before she comes through the door because once she comes through the door, it's like daddy this, daddy that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be that parent that's always like go away, go away, go away. <laughs> I'm so busy. Always, yeah, that's it. So I try and um like be as productive as I can beforehand, like. You know, when she comes, I can just be okay. Yeah, I've done as much work as I could do, so I'm all right with giving this time away. You know, yeah. So I won't feel guilty, or I won't feel like any way about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I try well, and find the balance. We'll get into this, um, <laughs> but I want, if you could, um, kind of just give our listeners just a little bit about you. Um, obviously where you're from what you've been up to um and uh yeah just give us your life in a nutshell a little bit Ooh, my life in a nutshell i mean it doesn't actually have to be your entire life because <laughs> i i say this to people all the time and then if somebody said that to me i'd be like i don't know um, <laughs> so yeah just tell us a bit about you sam so okay yeah i'm samuel Rimu. um about me i started i mean i grew up in southeast london Campbellwell. Um, during my childhood, it was like it was a it was a bit of a rough time. I didn't grow up with my mum. Only grew up with my dad and my brother. So the household was very. It was very like very stern. Very there's no space for emotions. It's just get the job done. That kind of household. Um, at a stage, my dad lost his job. So we, you know, that led me to like trying to find ways to feed myself in terms of you know, hustling and, you know, just doing all those sorts of things. As life got went on, that progressed into, like, dealing class A drugs and, like, getting involved in gangs. Um, I'm very cutting it short, but um, 
from there, that landed me to prison. Ended up spending four and a half years, uh, well, I got sentenced four and a half years for um, handling drugs and with intent to supply. Um, then after that, I came out of prison. Um, came out of prison as a father. Um, not long after that, I went, I, I decided that I'm going to put like everything behind me in terms of like the drugs and all of that kind of life behind me. And I was just going to move, like focus on like trying to do something legitimate. So my first job was like in, it's almost sales. I was selling that advertisement. I mean, the company wasn't like a serious company. So the training was crap. So I left it quite quick. But from there, I went into, um, I did a bit of courier driving actually for like two, about a month, about a few weeks, about a month or something like that. Then from there, I went to personal training, doing personal training for a few years. I then moved on to owning my own gym and then selling my shares in the gym. And um, here I am now. So yeah. That's a, that's, that's a quick breakdown yeah is there any questions you want me or any areas you want me to dig into then feel free yeah we'll do it because you just gave us a little hazelnut there we're gonna yeah. we crack it open um so yeah so much to unpack i guess the first thing that probably quite a lot of people will uh, will ask or when when they listen to this and i found this a little bit with um when we had michael on as well because it kind of we we talk about childhood very briefly and and the circumstances around childhood and then um you you both had have had experience of selling class a drugs but the way that you both talk about it you say oh and then i ha i ended up you know and then that progressed to selling class a drugs and yeah. it's it seems from the outside like a really not smooth transition but like a kind of ine inevitable transition but how did that come about you know you mentioned that you were very um focused on getting your yourself in a position where you could almost like support yourself support your family but where where did that drive come from and and how did you get onto that that path in the first place all right well that, that, that drive came, it's only actually recently that I remembered where the drive actually came from because um, initially I thought that the drive just came from a natural progression of moving from weed, then, you know, getting involved with gangs, then see that's class A drugs around you, so you get involved with that. But no, it actually started a lot, lot, lot earlier before then. Um, growing up, I used to like follow my dad to work. He used to, he used to have cleaning contracts all around London. Um, so I used to follow him to work and, you know, on the journey to work, we used to talk a lot. It used to be a lot of him and my brother talking, but I used to like to sit there and listen and take some few gems. But from young, my dad has always like inspired us to always like strive for owning our business. You know, I remember when I was a very, very young kid, um, my dad asked me, I remember, was, I still remember it very vividly. He was like, we just had a car and he was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, I just want to, I want to be a businessman. Like, I didn't know what business, I didn't know nothing at that time about business, but I knew I wanted to be a businessman. Like, I didn't want to, like, find myself stuck in a job. I wanted to create jobs, you know. That's the kind of position I wanted to be in. Um, so along with that mindset, when I used to follow my dad to the um, cleaning jobs, when we used to clean restaurants, I used to see like receipts um, of like, you know, somebody that's purchased something, you just left the receipt on the table or whatever. Um, and I used to look at receipts and it was like 200 pounds for a meal. And I was like, people really want meal, 200 pounds? And I, I never used to understand it. But I used to feel it showed me that there's a different side of life, you know, that the, yeah, we're here struggling for like, whatever, for like, um, I mean, just enough to feed up, put food on, place, on our plate for like 20 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever. Whereas people are having meals for like 100, 200 pounds, like that's just one meal. 
So that showed me, because I was very, very young at that time, but that showed me that this, isn't, this life that we're living now isn't the only option. So with that thought, along with the thought of the, the, that drive and ambition that my dad was feeding into my head, it, it always made me always want to strive for more. You know, always want to be a striver, always want to, like, create my own, create a destiny, create something that I'm proud of. You know, it's always made me want to be like that. And then moving forward now, so when my dad ended up losing his job um, and there was no money to go, there was, there, was, there was no money to really look after ourselves. Um, like, I, I, we was in a position where it's like, you know, you just got to find a way to feed yourself. It was like, here, here's the bus money. During the day, however you feed yourself, it's however you feed yourself. There will be some food at home when you come back, but during the day, it's however you feed yourself, it's however you feed yourself. I started, um, my first job was like helping the surgery people, um, helping the school teacher to like look after the surgery. And he used to give me like a ticket. Back, the, back, the, back in the days when I was in school, they used to give you like a ticket, like, here's a ticket, you go to the counter, they give you your meal. So that was my first way of getting my money. But then from there, I didn't like, I don't know how I actually got introduced to weed, but somehow or the other, I realized that I could sell weed. I think people were smoking it. And I, and I, and I, I don't know, to be honest with you, I can't remember how, I knew I could get weed, but I just knew that, but I just knew if I got it, I could sell it and I could make money. So I just transitioned into that. I got my first bag of weed. I started selling it in school. This was, I was like in year eight. I was like year eight. I was selling my, I was selling weed in school. Um, I had somebody like, she was a friend. She was working with me as well. Um, well, for me, but with me at the same time. And that was going on for a few years. Um, it got to about year 10, it kind of stopped. But then, then back into year 11 now, um, people around me, I, I, I kind of changed my friends. So I started to um, hang around with people that was quite older than me. And they were like, they, were, they had brothers that were already involved in that. So people around me were now involved in that. And I was like, you know what? I could see that that's where, that's where like the money was at. You know, that was where I like to make more money. So I, one day I just decided to give it a go. Um, a cousin of mine had had some Class A drugs that he wanted to get rid of. I just, you know, told him I'll get rid of it for if he, you know, I don't even know if, sure if he even really paid me, but I just wanted to get rid of it just to know that I could, you know, ready enough. So literally in my school uniform, straight after school, um, I think I was in year 11 that time, straight after school, literally on the street selling Class A drugs. And that was it. From there, I, you know, I see how much, how much money I was making and that there was no, there was no turning back from there, you know, literally. Yeah. What, what drove you? Was it, you know, look, being able to help to support like your dad and, and your family or was it like the money? Was the money the thing that, drove you at that point or and the life you thought that you could build with it or yeah it was more it was more it was more that you know um my influences at that time was rap stars on tv um showing you or telling you one word the other that yeah i saw drugs but now look at me now Hmm. like drugs got me here kind of picture you know you see the films that were out there representing um people that I can relate to um mm. that's what it was you know drugs got me here drugs got me here I was a hustler then I took that money and I'm out here so I would thought well if I if I do it you know this is the same drugs this, this is the drugs that they have if I do it eventually I'll get there too you know at the like I said at the base of it I was always just trying to create that kind of you know that that business i was always trying to put myself in a position where i ran my own show i ran my own life i didn't have a boss i I, I worked for myself and i made my own income so along with that idea and knowing that yeah we um class a drugs could get me there i think it was just like uh that was it you know my influences were showing me that this is how 
this is how to do it and the drugs was there so that's it you know mm-hmm. there's no looking back yeah and I, I don't know if you could you can remember or not but did you have like um an end point because you know quite often when people go through like uh, whether it's acting out certain behaviors or going through certain actions they think okay I'll do this until I get to this point like put it into a fitness perspective I will work out four times a day at uh, four times a week until I lose x amount of weight like was there an end point or was it just a was it was the addiction in the actual getting the money it was always on to the next you know what there was there was an end point there was an end point um but there's something about life that that I've found along the way that it's so tricky having the end point because life gets in the way you know two a few days before I got arrested I decided that I wasn't gonna like I was gonna I was stopping right I traveled to Nigeria I came back and there's only I think I I think I had like a bit more to get rid of that's okay let me just go up there to get rid of it I wasn't meant to like I was in my head I I was stopping I was going to Nigeria coming back I was stopping but I thought let me just get rid of it plus I had other pressures that external pressures that needed me to go and get that money and not just leave it on the table so that combination made me go back out and you know that end point that I had that I had in mind wasn't reached because before before I could like get out I was I was arrested it's like the the reason why I bring up is that endpoints they're so it's like it's almost like you shouldn't have them because it's like you're trying to predict the future you know um but then it becomes hard because then then when do you know when to stop to that what I'll say is you don't do things to stop you do things to turn into a lifestyle it's like whatever you're gonna do you should ask yourself, where does that fit into what I'm trying to be or what my lifestyle is? So if I was to relate it to the gym, to fitness, okay, I'm, I am training to get a certain physique. So when I started, because I was a chubby guy at a point, yeah, I was a chubby guy. And before I started my training and stuff, I was like, okay, this is the image that I want to look like. This is, this is how it is in my head. And I'm going to work now towards that. Now. If I had got towards that and I, if I got to that image and I stopped there and I was like, okay, I've got to that image, what would have happened? I would have just ended up the chubby guy again. However, I didn't. When I got there, I decided I want to be, I want to, I want to go further with this. I want to now, now that I've got my body into shape, I want to see what my physical capabilities are. I want to turn this into a lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? And that's what kept it part of my life and that's what kept it going and that's what, made it a good experience, a positive experience rather than a negative one. So that's what I would just put to that in terms of that because we can't predict the future. You know, you can't, you, you might, so many people have plans and goals and you, you, you're dreaming, you know, you're dreaming, just dreaming. That's the hardest thing you can do in this world, determine what's going to happen, you know. But what, what you could do is like say, okay, this thing that I'm thinking about doing, involving, how do I want it to fit my lifestyle? How does it? How should it look in my life? Rather than, you know, this is where I want to get to, and then you know I'm going to get there, and then hopefully everything is great. And I mean, just change. What I'm just trying to say is just change the way that is that that you look at it. You know, because if it can't be part of your life or it isn't something that you look more than just having the end goal, you might as well just forget it. Just well, leave it. yeah, no, I completely agree, and I think. I know we're kind of touching on the fitness aspect of it, but I mean, look at people that from going back to my example, that said, when I get to this weight or size, that's the end point. And that's why you get diet cycling and you get people that get, you know, absolutely stuck in there kind of gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. And it's because it isn't fitting into their lifestyle because they have, you know, a a quick end, they want quick results, and they're not willing to make part of their life. And I I used to, because I used to work in a gym as well. Mm -hmm. And I was a PT. And 
I used to have people come up to me and say, right, I've got a holiday. And you've probably heard this a million times. Yeah. I've got a holiday in six weeks. I've got a holiday in eight weeks. Um, and I want to try and lose two stone or X amount. You know, they'll give you a yeah. weight. They'll give you a size. And the reason why I never really excelled in, in that kind of area of business, I wasn't, I, I mean, I was a pretty terrible PT because I wouldn't take people like that on because I thought, no, because you're just going to end up damaging your mental um, health and your physical health more by basically, I could get you there, but you're not going to stay there. You know, it's not, it's not good for anyone. Um, so I really, I like what you said about like putting it into your lifestyle. That's it. You know, you, you really got to look at it from that point of view, you know, this that I'm going to get involved in, how do I put it, how does it add or join or fit into my lifestyle rather than having that end goal, you know, because when you have that approach as well, you start to get, you start to connect with it more. You start asking yourself the right questions about it before you even jump on the endeavor. You know, another example is I was about to start like a food business, which was like um, a food stall business. And um, it was only until I had a, a conversation with somebody that made me realize that, hold on, Sam, like what your end goal is here, what your goal with this venture is, doesn't fit, doesn't fit with where you're trying to see yourself in the future. Like, stop it. It doesn't fit with your lifestyle. It doesn't fit with where you're trying to see yourself. So stop, you know. It's about asking yourself the right questions, not just, or thinking about it the right way, not just thinking about angles, trust me. Mm. And so what age were you when, when you went to prison? Um, I think I was 18. You know, I always, for some reason or the other, I, I think, I think my, my, my mind is just trying to like get rid of that part. But for some reason or the other, I, I can't even like tell you this is the date, or this is the age that I was. For some yeah. reason, I always get back mixed up but I think I was about 18 yeah no I get like that when people ask me about my story I'm like I think it was this year I don't know but so you're about 18 and how old are you now I'm 28 so hold on let me let me try and work this out on this on this on this time um, <laughs> okay so let's wind back seven years from now then extra two I'll be 19 no no hold on no, actually, twenty. It's. I think I was actually around twenty. Actually, the year twenty twenty one. That's kind of age. Not yeah, around 18. that kind of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah don't ask that. me to do math. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah, right about that age, though. Right about that age. And so, when you came out, then, like, what what was that transition between? where you were and who you became after you came out of prison like did you do anything in prison that w helped you or did you know was there was there an element or a moment where you realized like if I don't sort if I don't change the way that I am acting or the the, the route my life is taking then I'm going to be back here again yeah you know what it the the first the, it came in a few stages one of the first stages was actually seeing um, seeing the other people in prison. I was in the adult jail for some of my sentence, right? And I'm looking around. There was a day I was looking around. And I was like, all these men in here most probably had the same drive and same ambition as I do, right? But somehow or the other, they still ended up in prison. You know, I'm sure they didn't wake up and say, I am going to be a prisoner. It's just, it just didn't happen that way. Something didn't work out and it's ended up, it's made them end up in prison. So I looked around and thought, you know what? They most probably as well thought they can be smart about it and, and won't end up in prison and they'll end up with that dream life, but they've still ended up here. So unless, and there's nothing different between them and myself. We're both human beings. We both have the same drive. We both want to do good, and but we're doing it the wrong way. So unless I completely changed my thinking, my mindset, my lifestyle, I was going to end up here again at the age of 40, 50. And I didn't want that for myself. I really didn't want that. So it was really 
it started with looking around and just being like, I'm no different from them. You know, at my current state, I'm no different from them. It's just, it's just time. That's the only difference between me and them. Unless I completely change my way of thinking, my way of my, 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 my knowledge, you know, my surroundings, unless I completely change that, I'm still, I'm going to end up back here. And I didn't want that. So that was the first one. Then after that, um, I started to read as well. When I was in prison, I started to read. And from reading, I then got inspiration from different areas, from people that didn't start off with that great background and didn't start off in a rich family, but still made great successes of their life, still made great businesses. So then that brought up some self-belief. Um, another thing was when I came out, it was um, having my daughter, having my daughter. She, you know, I was thinking to myself, can I actually live with myself knowing that there, if I go in prison, they're out there needing a father, and I'm, not, and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to do more. Mm. I couldn't be bothered to take the sacrifice of not getting that instant gratification you get from hustling, and just work my ass off that bit more to have a steady job, a steady legitimate job, so I can be out there for them, for 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 her. And the answer was no, you know. I didn't want to be, I don't really want to be, I didn't want to put myself in that position. I didn't want to put, I didn't want to put them in that position. So I just decided to put my head down, you know? Hmm. So and so, it. so you went, you came out and you, and you just kind of made these decisions. And a lot of the time, I think when we hear people's stories, we kind of, there's that moment of, right, things need to change. Mm -hmm. And the, the kind of kick up the ass comes and you're like, right, yes, this is it. And then you go out in, into, into life with this newfound kind of belief and motivation. And then, you know, life, life, I rarely found that life hands it to you that easily. Like, so you've mentioned that you kind of went to get a job at like a career service for briefly and, and that kind of thing was, I'm guessing that you know were there moments why when you were trying to find your route you're trying to find your path where you just thought oh, you know this is just hard yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um i remember i went to go do the sales the advertisement sales and um i was out there busting miles like knocking on doors on doors i remember sitting down with a lady in her shop for like 45 minutes I was thinking, yeah, it's gonna, you know, I've got a sale here, it's gonna be my first sale. For some reason, she just turned around and was like, no. And we was having like a great chat, I thought, yeah, everything was smooth, you know. And then the team that we was working with, the company we was working for, like, the management was just poor. But I was like very, very determined. I just, I didn't want to give up. I wanted to believe in the idea that you can create a legitimate path for yourself. I wanted to believe in the idea, so I didn't want to just give up, you know? So I was fighting for it. I was trying my best. I was trying my best. And nothing was coming out. You know, nothing was coming out. So that, you know, that that was really challenging because the other option is always just around the corner. It's always a phone call away. So that was very challenging, but I feel like I just, I had that self-belief. During like, the time of being in um, prison, I really developed self-belief, which is something that I think is like the key, you know, the key, key thing is to build self-belief. Without self-belief, like, you've got to forget about, you know, doing, any, doing anything that's going to require you, you to be all on your own back. Like, if you don't have self-belief, just forget about those kind of endeavours. Like you have to really focus on that. So when times got tough, I just, you know, pulled on that self-belief. One thing I, I kept on saying to myself is like, you know, if if I had if I had a certain amount, so if another man had a certain amount of money, like say it was like 5K or whatever, right? If he had that certain amount of money, he will find a way to create a business out of that. So I'm just 5K away from, from from turning my life around so don't just turn around and start going back into it like you know what i'm saying like you can make 5k and turn your life around or even 1k like i just kept on like putting those kind of images in my head that you're just a moment away from 
turning your life around. So just keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. But that's definitely something I'll say about life, or my experience with life anyway. Um, nothing ever comes as you planned. Even when you're making the plan, don't, don't, don't get too emotionally attached to plans because you, can, you can't predict you can't predict your future. You can't predict how things go. But what you can do, create a plan by all means. It helps you get attached to the idea and believe in it. But you can't get too attached to any idea because life has its has it has its own path. And it's life's path for you that matters the most. You know, your your plans can like be so beautiful or so dark. But life is is the ultimate decider. It's, it's life that's gonna pick. The universe is going to pick which way you're actually going to go. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, never any endeavor, anything in life, relationships, business, fitness, create your plan by all means, but don't get too emotionally attached to it because that plan will not go as you read. You know, it will always be that wave. You have good moments, bad moments. When I get bad moments, when I start something and I get a bad moment, I'm like, yes, I've got my first bad moment, you know. I know it's coming. Yes, okay, great. This this was it. Yep, I'm talking it in. Here's the bad moment. Now let me look for the, the next good moment. You know, you get bad moments, good moments, bad moments, good moments. But like embrace them. You know, embrace them because that's where you learn. Mm. I as love how do. I love how excited you just got just by talking about bad moments. You're like, yes, bad moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's cause it's cause they will come. They will they're like the most promising thing about a plan that you will have a down moment, you know? They're like the most promising thing. However, down moments, I look at it in this way. They're a lesson or a blessing. You have a down moment, where was the blessing or where was the lesson? That's the only question you got to ask yourself. Mm. Don't beat yourself up about it, you know? I mean, have your little moment of tears if you have to. But the next thing you go to is, where was the lesson here? Was mm. there a lesson here for me to learn? Or was this just a blessing? Did I just escape something? Just look at it that way, man, you know, because when you're in tune with life, life will always work in your favor, but you've got to be able to read it. You've got to be able to take those lessons. You've got to be able to see. You've got to be able to um, digest it. you get a lesson, but if you can't see, if you can't hear, if you can't digest it, you'll just pass, and then you go and make a mistake again, and you'll just be going in a roundabout. Mm. And, and actually, I mean, if you look at some of the people surrounding you you've got some of the people that you, you I mean I, I'm saying you as a kind of a a collective here but the people yeah. that we kind of admire the most are the ones that have really gone through shit and yeah. they've 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 and that hasn't that hasn't defined their life but it has given them that kind of drive like you said to to do something about it or to kind of change or to change the way that they act, change the way they think. And then they give so much more back than anything that could have been taken away from them. Yes. It builds character. You know, it builds character. You go through those down moments and you're just building your character. You know, nothing in life, there's not all good. Oh, there's not all bad. Unless you're unless you're 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 delusional, you're not you're not looking the right way. There's not all good, nor is they all bad. Life always tries to work in balance. You know, so you just gotta say, Okay, here was the bad part, here's gonna come a good part. Here was the bad part, here's gonna come you gotta just be easy with life. Don't don't be too extreme. Don't expect to don't expect things to always be great, you know? And don't don't when you're going through bad moments, believe that there's a good moment around the corner. Mm. You know, and that's the way to just be light-hearted, keep your chest light, keep your head light, and just find your way through life. Mm. You know, and it's it's a bit like what you were saying right at the beginning, and you're talking about balance and finding that balance between home life and and also kind of living a life that you're proud of and that you want to build as well and not yeah. kind of just having one element of your life that everything is focused around. Um, how have you found that? Especially, I mean, you, you don't own your, your gym anymore, do you? You've sold that no, off. No. So, yeah. but how did you find, how did you manage that? And how did you go from kind of a P like working as a PT to, 
work, you know, being the guy that runs the PTs? Um, okay, so, so there's two questions there. So I'll answer first of all. How did I find the balance between owning your gym and normal day-to-day life? Correct? Yeah, like yeah? like your work and your 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 day-to-day, like if that makes sense. You know what it is? You gotta fight for it. It won't give it to you. I know this sounds so like, uh, but I, this is the truth. You gotta fight for it. Like initially, um initially that kind of separation didn't want to happen you know i'll be at home and there'll be phone calls about the gym and or like there'll be something but you gotta be the one to say hey you know what when at this time of the day that i'm not accepting phone calls everything will be okay or you put in measures to make sure that everything's okay and you have to just let go and believe that everything's going to be okay. Do you know? Um, but it won't come. It, does, it, ne- it, never, it never came. For me, it never came like easy. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, um, I'm, I own a gym. When I leave the gym, everything switches off and I'm at home. And No. It was, that, it was time, 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 to, over time, being disciplined with my time, really caring about my family, you know, really caring about the time that I spend with them. And then putting down some like ground rules in terms of business, like at these times we don't chat, you know. At these times, like we can leave, we can forget about the business. Because if you don't be like that, then the lines will cross, you know. The lines will cross. You gotta, you gotta really put your foot down um, with yourself as well, you know. Understand your priorities. Money is important, but you know your family. Making sure that, that you're guiding them, directing them. Um, 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 and being involved in their life is just as important or even more important as the money. So you got to make sure that you've got your priorities correct. Do you know what I mean? That's really, that's, that's really what I'll put it down to. Um, the second question about um, being the personal trainer. I mean, I really, really, I know this is going to sound, I don't know what it's going to sound like, but I really, really, really try to keep as level-headed has um has you know unchanged as i possibly could you know one one because as you know i don't believe in okay yeah because you've changed now you now need to i don't believe in that you know Um, yeah like the hierarchy yeah i mean don't get me wrong Uh, let, let me just clear up one thing as well when I was owning a gym, I was still working as a PT in another gym. So that, 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 that's something else as well. So mm. I, I, it's hard to explain. Um, 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 but yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was owned a gym and I was a PT in another gym. So I kind of kept those two things very separate. I used the PT in another gym to like, like, like you know, as my has my money has my income and whatnot and the gym what came from the gym i just that put it back into the gym and let that grow um but why did i bring that up yeah i don't really i, I don't really change i try and keep myself the same way that i keep myself relatable try and keep myself yes there has to be a, a boundary but you know how to use that boundary you know when to em- employ that boundary you don't just oh you know i am the boss now no 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 i love to stay approachable because i believe that's where you learn when you start putting yourself in a, 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 a hierarchy like a oh yeah you're the big man or you're the boss now you, you start shutting yourself off from people mm. you start shutting yourself off from places where you can learn and i and i i believe in learning so much I, I i respect learning so much so i never put myself in that kind of shoe mm. you know so how how did you obviously you're, you're no longer doing you're no longer owning your lot your share of the gym mm. um and you you spoke quite a lot about kind of this journey that you've been on and i guess quite a lot of people from the outside in will can will look at, at your life or your or, or what you've done and it and it's a real tale of kind of determination and drive um and kind of the underlying 
word that comes out is passion. So oh. is that, are you somebody who kind of follows, follows that passion, follows that drive, or have you got something that is like calling to you higher, like a deeper kind of learning and deeper passion? Hmm. Interesting. I've never actually thought about that. Um, I feel like it's a mixture. I actually don't feel like they're like separate. It's crazy. I don't feel like they're separate. Um, what get what keeps me going is that that drive and that passion to I mean want to add something good into this world. Wanting wanting to create something good into this world. What has brought that kind of idea into me? I think it was just like yeah, my past, where I've came from. Um, I don't know. That's a very very hard question for me because mm. it's yeah, it's a bit. It's, it is be, have been driven. It is being very passionate, but I feel like yes, there is there is something more. There's there's a part of me more that also just it like I just, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. It's really really hard for me. Yeah, because I I guess when when we first, when we started talking about you know your childhood and you and it it seemed to be really money focused. Mm-hmm. You know, you were saying like like money was the thing that it was preventing you. It was it was almost like the barrier. And then you've, but you always had that drive to, to kind of over overcome whatever came at you. So the first barrier that you came up against was kind of that money aspect, and you you over you overcame that. The next was obviously getting out of that drug dealing element, and you came over that barrier. And then you've come into this kind of personal training, being a businessman, and and what the drive from the money is seems so behind you now, mm. and that's been kind of not left aside because obviously money is always important but it's like passions taken over and that seems to be what's driving you now yeah that makes I mean, sense yeah no it definitely does make sense definitely does make sense as you was talking like some stuff was coming back to me is like one of the things there's a few things one of them is um i really want to do do right for my family's names you know i really want to make my family be able to everyone in my family be able to have options in life. And it sounds weird that options, you know, where I've come from, it's like, like there's just, that's your option and that's it, you know? And I'm trying to like crumble that, crumble that idea down. I want to create more options for my family. Like, oh, you want to be this? Yeah, you can go ahead and be that. You want to have this, you can go ahead and have that, you know. You want to become this and, and, and help these people, you can do that. That's one of my biggest drives. Mm-hmm. The other drive is always, when, when I was with my dad, he's always, always, he's always helped others. You know, when we used to go cleaning, he's always helping people. Like, it's always been in this part, as part of his, his being. When I started personal training, I found that there is joy and there's happiness and there's, you get something from helping others. And I think those two, you know, coming from getting that from my dad and then personally seeing my dad helping people and then personally experiencing helping people, has re- I've really found joy in it. It's like me, I get excited. Like if I see somebody walking down the road and I can see that they're like on their maps and they're, tra- they're lost, I'm like, I'm like, I get excited and want to help them. Most of the time they think I'm trying to rob them. So you know, big guy. <laughs> Big guy with a hoodie trying to give it, so it's a bit awkward. But you know, I really get excited about. Yeah, listen, like where are you? If I can help you, I can. I love to help people. So it's like it's crazy. So like, don't that those two things. I would say if anything, those two things are my biggest drive: wanting to help people and also wanting to give my family more options in this world. You know, the combination of those two things is 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 my drive is is my drive and. Where the drive comes from, I don't know. It's just those, you know, you know. It's, Some people are just born with it. I don't know, you know. I really don't know if it's some people are just born with it. It's just, it's hard, you know. I don't, I really, that those are the only two things that I can stand here and say that it's those two things for sure, you know. Am I, am I fully driven? Sometimes I think I'm not, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I know what you mean, because... If you, if you, because you're my age, so we're the same age. 
Um, And what you've done in 28 years is a lot. Like if you really unpack it and really put your life into, into kind of segments and sections and everything, like you've done a lot, you've done a lot in that, those 28 years. And somebody said to me the other day, like with, I, because my life's quite similar. I mean, not in terms of our life stories, but my life is slightly similar in the fact that I've packed in a lot in these 28 years. And they said, God, like, you must be always motivated. And I say, I'm the laziest busy person you'll ever meet in your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am also one of those people that always needs to be, I'm kind of onto the next thing. I have a big picture that I want to try and, and get to. And, and a little bit like you, I love to help people and get getting to a point where you're able to give your family options is incredible. Where's, where are you pointing now? What's your next dream? Because you have to have a dream with no, all that sure. passion, surely. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm working on something. Um, I'm working on something at the moment that like really, really in the middle of working on something that, that, that fits, fits with me so much. Um, I, I learned from a guy called Greg Pilk, yeah, a response to those questions still, however. The quick, somebody asked him, what's he doing next? And his response was, if I tell you what I'm doing next, it will kill the energy behind me doing it. But if what I'm doing becomes successful, you will see and hear about it. And, and so anybody that asks me my response now, that's it, you know. I, I know it's a, it's a bit of a weird response, it's a bit of a close-off one, but I believe in that, you know. You gotta, like, sometimes you gotta let that, that your, whatever you're gonna do next, you gotta just let it boil. Yeah, you gotta talk to people, that's very important. Um, but let it boil, don't, don't put it out too much. Let it boil, get, work towards it and stuff, but really try and just like keep your head down and just work on it and really do your due diligence on the business and then let the action speak for itself. Mm. You know, and yeah. it's a bit of a weird one. I know it's a bit of a closed off one, but like in the past, it's, it's like I've experienced that when you're letting that energy out too much, you're letting out that energy and energy is coming back in. Right. Mm. So you're saying, so, Oh yeah, I'm about to do this. And without a subtle bit of you, you know, is waiting to see what they're saying back to yeah. what you told them. I'm about to do this. Even though you're, you're not like hunting for their, um, for their, uh, approval. Um, approval. You, you really ain't. But there's a little bit of you that just notices or pays attention to how they accept and take in what you say. Now, I don't need that. You don't need that when you're starting off your business or whatever you're doing. You don't need that. What you need, there's a clear focused mind and to do your due diligence, you know, focus on doing your due diligence. Make sure that you're looking, you're not, you're not wasting time. You're really looking at the business as a whole. And then, you know, when it's right, if you've done your due diligence, you bring it out to the world, like, this is what I was working on, mm, you know? This is <laughs> yeah. You know? that's, that's probably where I've been going wrong because I just get too excited and I'm just like, oh my God, like I've, I swear I've not been able to give a present to my husband either a on time or b kept it a surprise ever in our entire relationship because i'm just get too excited i'm like do you want to know what it is should i give you a clue maybe you can let open it early let me tell you i just get too excited about everything so maybe i need to take a few tips from you then I mean, it, it, I, I'm, I'm like that as well. I get very, 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 very excited. But I'm just, I'm just like, whether it's the right approach, I don't know. But it's the one that I'm going to believe in for now. Do you know, it's the one that I'm going to believe in for now. I have mentors, yeah. Um, and obviously those mentors are the ones that are going to, you know, guide you and tell you, you know, if what you're doing is the right way. But try and reserve some of that as well. Try and reserve some of that as well because... You just need to, man. You just need to. You don't need to cloud your mind. You don't need to. The right people, I'm not saying that you're not the right person, by the way. I'm just saying the right people Sorry, need to hear offended. about it. <laughs> the right people need to hear about it. And, and, and that's it. Apart from that, stay focused. Stay mm-hmm. focused. Work your butt off. And, and, and really dig into your ideas. Really dig into your idea and, you know, get everything right. 
it's it's very true and um i must i must try and take a little note from you and, and stop getting excited about everything <laughs> i mean i'll get excited i'll just be a little bit more into that get excited when you've done everything that you need to do and you're presenting it you're like hey guys hey hey husband this is what I, this is what i've been smiling about you know then you can en- enjoy the excitement at the right time and you know that's yeah it. Yeah. To be fair, I've done it once actually. Just thinking yeah. about it, I have done it once. I with for the present I got for our wedding. Okay. So I I didn't tell him, and I kept that a secret for because it was quite expensive. So I was paying it off for a while. Um, but I think I knew about it a year and a bit before our wedding. So that wow. was that's that was good. pretty good going for me. No, that's I think good. I wasted yeah. all my energy on that one. Afterwards, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I need to tell you everything. <laughs> it gets said that. It really does. I could chat to you all day, um, but I know that you'll probably have a little one running in at some point. And I've got um, a very needy dog looking at me at the moment. He's very annoyed that I've kept him in the kitchen for so long. But if you could give some advice for our listeners, either people who are feeling like they don't really know what direction to take or they feel stuck in a particular direction, what bit or bits of advice would you have for them? First thing I'll say, they need to get to understand who they are, how they've got to where they've got to, what fears they have in their life. That's very, very important um, to dig back and find out what fears was created as a child. Definitely, from there, you can then understand how you, how you got to who you are now. Um, once you then understand what that is, you then need to understand what you want to do, what direction you want your life to go into. You know, It's not really an easy path to understand, but you got to think about what makes you happy and i don't mean happy that you know you're gonna be running down you know a a fairy hill smiling every day because you're doing xyz because i i I don't i don't believe that you know you're (laughs) ever going to get to that point yeah i don't believe that but what are the little things in life that you know make you happy is it when you help people in this way you know like you need to find out what that is and in terms of advice on how do you find out what that is it's like it's just trying different things it really is trying don't be afraid to try different things you know don't be afraid to look stupid find yourself looking stupid you know um anybody that you're finding yourself looking stupid in front of that's just for a moment the next day you're not going to see them so it doesn't really matter you know don't be afraid to do things try things um and when you try things you'll be able to chip away okay that made me feel this way you know, that made me feel that way, then that kind of helps you build the picture of what, you know, what, what you want to be in the future. Um, and, 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 and then finally is when you think you know it, just let, just build on self-belief. Once you think you know what you want to, how you want your future to believe it, to be, to look like, just work on now self-belief, having self-belief. From there, everything else will come together. So I'll literally put in that order. Find your fears, understand your fears, then understand what kind, who you are, like what kind of things um, make you happy, what kind of things make you comfortable, you know? And then, and that doesn't have to be a business, you know? It could be, for me, as an example, for me, helping people makes me comfortable, makes me happy. Now, I can help people to run a mile. I can help people to lose weight. I can help people to smile every morning. Like, it, it can go any direction. But this is what I like to do, make people, uh, help people. Then you take that to wherever. I'm not trying to say find the exact business that you want to do. Just find what you like to do. And then once you understand, okay, I like helping people, now turn back onto yourself and start working on building that self-belief. Once you have that self-belief, you're going to see that one thing that you're like, I like to help people, but I like to help them doing it this way. And you're just going to take that self-belief and just run with it. 
And I like what you said about it's all right if you make mistakes because in trying things out as well. And, uh, and that's really important. I, and I think quite a lot of the time we, we have an idea or we have, whether it be a business idea or whether it be, you know, just an idea of we, what, what we want our lives to look like. And we, we follow that, that, that route so, so heavily and with blinkers on. And sometimes we get to the, like we kind of said, like you get to the end and you're like, oh, hang on, no, this isn't what I wanted. But it's okay to, to kind of trial and error. For my Hindu, there was a question my sister came up with. It was meant to be like a two minute job. Um, and it was how many jobs has Emily had? And oh, uh, <laughs> it was took, it that long, was it? <laughs> it, <laughs> it took about 20 minutes for everyone to try and count up how many jobs I've had. Wow. And it's pretty much, I think we're around the 30 mark. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, wow. it's really bad. Um, so maybe don't try too much in terms of jobs. Um, that's probably why I'm self-employed now, because I would not be employed by anybody else, because I've had too but many jobs. You, you, you know, Emily, <laughs> you know, just to say this, is that, hey, you know, you tried 30 jobs, but guess what? Today, you're doing something you like, and you're smiling. Exactly. You know, you're smiling. It's like people too concerned about getting life right. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't get, don't try and get life right. Don't try. I don't believe in there's any perfect picture. Life is for living. You just live it. You try and do good, and whatever direction life takes you, you follow it. If you don't like it, you leave that path. If you like, it, you stay on that path. You know, yeah, you've done thirty jobs, and I'm not even just saying this to. I'm actually more saying this to. For your listeners, is that yeah, you might have gone from one job to the other to da, da, da. So, hey oh, so what? That's that's good. So you've got so much experience of what you like and what you dislike. Keep going. Get thirty-five. Yeah. As long as it leads you towards understanding what you actually love and like in this world, what you connect with. I even I, I think that's even a better word. Not even love or like, because then you start to think of something else what you connect with, what you're comfortable with, you know? And that's it. Yeah. That's all we're trying to do in this world. That, that, that'll be the most beautifulest thing in this world, to have lived a life that you actually connected with and that you're actually comfortable with. Yeah. You know? Totally, totally agree. And, like, connection is such a big thing as well. And and you're right. When you When you follow what you love, that is great, but you need to be able to really connect with everything as well because love is an emotion at the end of the day you know mm-hmm. it's not it's not a state of being but if you can be connected with everything around you that's that's where the, the that beauty is really totally totally it's the only reason why i left owning the gym i lost the connection it just felt like i was just there now to make money you know to see the treasure at the end of the the rainbow and I, that, does, that doesn't that doesn't fulfill me there was that loss of connection and I believe once you feel that loss of connection, before you start hating your life, just leave, just disconnect. Yeah, we're very similar in that respect because I'm, I can't do anything that I I don't feel connected to. Hence mm. the thirty jobs. Um, <laughs> but I've never failed a job interview, so that's oh, that's something that I can put. Uh, you, you've had thirty years, to, thirty jobs to practice on. Yeah, I'm an expert blagger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for um, chatting with me today. It's been great. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Where can people find you online or elsewhere? Um, right now on my social media, I've been very quiet just because I've been working away. However, you can still connect with me. And if you send me a message, I will see it. So it's um, Instagram, Sam Knows Fitness. Knows with a K-N-O-W-S. So Sam Knows Fitness on Instagram. That's the best place to get me on. I'll make sure I put the handle on our show notes. Um, Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for today. Uh, You're welcome. It's been a pleasure just letting it all out as well. So I hope your your listeners receive it well, because I know I can mumble a bit, but I hope it comes out clear to them. It's been great. We've, We've got some good little bits of gold, I think. As always, remember to subscribe, rate and review. That's all we have for this week and we'll see you again soon thank you bye bye bye